Welcome to America's Heroes Group podcast with information and resources that's disseminated intentionally to empower our military population with host Vietnam veteran Cliff Kelly and co-host Iraq veteran Colonel Dr. Damon Arnold. And now, America's Heroes Group podcast. Uh, Today's topic, we're going to be talking about minority women veterans, public servants. And we have two uh, incredible panelists to discuss this issue with us. And uh, the first one, uh, you've heard the name and the voice before, uh, is Wanda Petty, retired U.S. Army veteran and known as Sista Soldier, uh, President CEO of SheVet Inspire. And we also have Jada Andrew Sullivan, a U.S. Army veteran and San Antonio, Texas City Councilwoman of District 2. So two imp- very impressive people who are joining us now. How are you doing, uh, Sister Soldier? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. <laughs> oh, sure. And uh, uh, Jada's on the line as well. So we're going to start talking about this issue, minority women veterans as public servants. So uh, give me a little bit of a, more of a background on that. Uh, why is that so important for women to be engaged in this? You're you're asking me? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> well, um, for one, um, as as Kamala Harris has just been elected um, as the VP for the United States, I think it's imperative that women start, especially minority women, black women, start really looking as a higher height and really seeing ourselves in that position and, and realizing that it's not impossible. And so the, the the reason I wanted to bring this to the forefront today is that we have women veterans who are serving the public and, and who are making those strides and setting the example and for them to really get an idea behind the scene of what it's like what to expect, and what's in the forefront. So it's it, it's great to be able to see it and hear it, see someone who's living that, and know that it's possible, it's doable, and that we can set our heights to be in those positions. And so with the new VP-elect, I think that it's opened up some more doors, uh, doors that we didn't even know that were possible to be open. And so now it's time to really start digging in a little bit deeper on how we can achieve that for ourselves. Oh, fantastic. Um, and then for Jada, you know, um, it's, you know, I know you are furthering your education at the University of Texas at Austin, and you enlisted in the United States Army and served this country really proudly and uh, received an honorable discharge back in 1997. But now you're sort of in a different kind of life, right? Now you're the councilwoman um Became you know became rooted in the heart of the district right your second district, uh, district two, and received an honorable you know uh, you know a lot of accolades for what you've been doing there, and then you launched your business in 2006 and it continues to this day. Um, she fo- you know you focus on small businesses, social justice, domestic violence, youth leadership, and equity advocacy. So you know as a black woman veteran, what inspired you to become involved in politics? Um, thank you so much for having me and giving me the opportunity to speak. Um, what really got me involved is here in the city of San Antonio, the district I serve is the district that I actually 
was born and raised in and raised four children in and um, all my family is here. But we started to see um, a turnover, just a revolving door of city council um, elected officials. So I am the sixth city council person in my district in the last five years. For me, that was how do we continue to see things grow or how do we get the just do in this same district as the rest of the city of San Antonio if we continue to have this turnover and nobody really fighting for what we need in the district. The district is very underserved, underutilized. Um, You have a higher um, demographics of those who only have maybe a middle school education and no one truly fighting for them to see the same equity that was seen across the board, whether it was the streets, whether it was small business, whether it was our students that um, are in high school and the way that the high school looked, um, whether it was uh, just um, understanding that there was nothing for our youth to do and then having a very high domestic crime rate. All of these things was being, were being played out. And then when you live through the acts of, of gang violence and then not even remembering who your city council person was mm-hmm. to even have that relationship, um, God has a different path. And so when you plan out your own uh, agenda for what you want to do in life, God has a, a great way of saying it's his, it's his will that will be done. And so um, fussing at the TV, I've always told my kids to bring me a solution. Don't just bring me your problems. And my mom looked at me and said, okay, so what's your solution? And, and God mm-hmm. just has a way of saying, go ye therefore, step out in faith. And um, we never thought about running for a political office, hadn't gone to school for political science. Um, And the leadership that the military teaches you to step up and be there for those who cannot speak for themselves are those whose voices have been marginalized. You step up and you put on that uniform, whether it's a camouflage uniform or whether it's stepping into the, the electoral process to make something better for others. Oh, fantastic. And you have a business there as well. What type of business is it? So I have a few different businesses. Um, (laughs) I have a motivational and inspirational speaking company. Um, That is Majestic Royalty Inspirations. And then I stepped into a specialty cake company, like right before I decided to run for city council. And so (laughs) we have Jada's Liquor Cakes. And we do specialty liquor-infused cakes and cupcakes. Oh, my goodness. Uh, you know what, uh, Wanda? I think I'm going to have to go down there for my Thanksgiving break <laughs> and try to get some cakes. There. <laughs> that, that sounds delicious. <laughs> um, so, you know, why is it important for women to accept more roles in politics? Why do you think it's really important, especially now in this critical time period? Um, for me, the thing is nurturing. Education is key. And bringing individuals into the fold of understanding what this process of, of government looks like. Um, it's, it's about building each other up as women as well, because a lot of times when you look at politics, you see that it can be a male-dominated category. But when you start to look at the dynamics and how they're beginning to change, and we as women are stepping into that leadership role, it's because we have a nurturing spirit. And so when you start to see things that are a little out of place, a little chaotic, um, you want to put on that, that helpmate hat. And that's what a woman is. She's a helpmate. And so when we start to see things that need help, we want to step in and help it. And we want to do it in the most nurturing way to bring other legacies and other generations into understanding their power as we go forward. 
And I think that's what we're beginning to see in the shift of how the dynamics of politics are being made up. Mm -hmm. Um, History is changing across the board, and it's no longer just history. It's her stories that they're making to bring forth women of, of power and to say we continue to have that voice. We can continue to step into roles that we now need to be the forefront of because America needs that healing. They need that nurturing. They need a, a touch of understanding, and then they need that part of speaking unity and not divisiveness. And I believe that's why we're starting to see more women step into politics. Oh, fantastic. Well, you know, what leadership roles, if any, do you envision for yourself, you know, occupying within the next five years and why? What, what do you think your direction or course is going to be? Um, so, preferably, we can finish out our terms here in the city council. Mm -hmm. So here in the city of San Antonio, you have four two-year terms. So you can do a total of eight years. And we're hoping to complete those eight years. And then from there, um, just allow God to lead us. And if that means that we become uh, history makers with the first black governor of the state of Texas, um, who knows what God has in store? Or Mm -hmm. if it means that we move into the national role and we become part of the Senate or part of the House, where you can truly start to make change within the constitutional uh, systemic racism that we've seen uh, built into the, the American fiber. What is that? We allow God to just lead the way. And at the end of the day, we're just here to do what we can do to make life better for everybody else. Yeah, that's really important. I love that because then it's like you're saying that you shouldn't be setting up any kind of walls or barriers or, you know, uh, you know, setting your sights down, uh, you know, so low that you, you know, you have, you have aspirations that can go beyond your immediate, uh, time period where you are right now and things that you're doing. And people have to keep an open mind about what's possible and not to sort of, uh, cut themselves off short, right? And, uh. Correct. Yeah, so what Yeah, just just leave the stratospheres open to possibility. Yes. So what way are you know, what are some of the ways that um women can get involved in politics if they so desire, if that's their calling and and they're being led to do that? For me, it was speaking to young women, um speaking to individuals as a whole, um and asking them, "What do you want to do? Or what interests you the most about the political process?" Um, in my office, I had a young lady that I met at Texas A&M San Antonio through a panel that we hosted. And after the panel, she came up to me and she was like, I never thought in the city of San Antonio I would see someone that looked like me stepping up and representing me. Um, that spoke so much um, to mm. how we still have so much work to do. And I brought the young lady on board with me. She started off as an intern, and now she is my deputy director of policy. Um, She's been into different fellowships that will help her to walk into wanting to go into political um, aspirations that she has for herself. And so it's about building that network. It's about Mm -hmm. attaching yourself to your, your political and elected officials. They are elected to serve the people by the people. So we have to make ourselves available to the people. And as we do that, we start to um, form that that bridge and we start to close the gap. And then we ignite the next torch and we hand off the baton to the next generation. And that's how we continue to build up those who are looking to go into politics or have those aspirations. And then combine yourself with your chambers, find leadership institutes 
that speak to what you're looking to go into and find a mentor group and find a peer group and find that person that you can connect with, that you have a trust factor that you can open up to and they can help guide you along the way. Wow. That's a, that's a, that is fantastic advice. And uh, I, I think a lot of women who are out there uh, need to heed that and then uh, take the next steps forward. We nef- definitely need to have more women in politics in this country and making sure that um, issues are addressed from uh, the women's standpoint, but women also help men, you know, by their, through their leadership. So we need to have that, um, you know, in our uh, sites, and everyone needs to be conscious of this. I'm so proud of, uh, you know, uh, Kamala, you know, coming forward and becoming uh, the first female vi- vice president of this country, and who knows what's in the future for her. So, um, you know, Sister Soldier, you know, what are some of the resources uh, that are available for women who desire to serve as a public servant? You know, where can they go to get more information? Well, I wanted to look up some <clears throat> to provide some national programs, and there are two that come to mind, mm-hmm. and one of them is called Women Veterans Rock. They are located out of uh, Philadelphia, and they also have a main headquarters in the um, area of the Washington, D.C., but every year they have a a uh, leadership program that uh, goes to Capitol Hill, and it's for women in the military, it's for women veterans to participate in uh, being a part of the government and, and policies. The other one is a New, Pol- a new Pol- uh, Politics Leadership Academy, And the program is named Answering the Call, and that is specifically for veterans as well, for men and women, for them to get involved with politics and start uh, inquiring. It's a a, uh, biannual program. Neither one of them, uh, I think the, the Women Veterans Rock is a small nominal fee. Last I remember, it was somewhere around $200 to participate. Mm-hmm. And this particular one, the New Politics Leadership Academy, is, is totally complementary to the veteran. So it's, mm-hmm. it's definitely ways that we can get involved. And uh, in most cases, the airfare is uh, sometimes covered by participating in these programs and then you may have to find a way to get there as well but it's a long term where they work virtually and then they also go into the to the capital and start working so I, I participated to participated in a public service um, program in the DC area as well that um, works the very very same way so um, I would just say that if any vet is is interested in being a part of change, making a change that they get involved and and start learning the policies and see where we can make a change because we have the leadership and the wherewithal to do so. You know, is there a website that people can go to or is there a phone number or anything that uh, you can give now, um, you know, concerning these programs? Yeah, so the Women Veterans Rock, they can go to womenveteransrock.org. .org, okay. Uh-huh. And the um, 
I didn't write down the the New Politics Leadership Academy. Okay. But it's also a dot org. But they can just mm-hmm. put in New Politics Leadership Academy and, just and it should it. come yeah. up. Okay, great. Called, the program is called Answering the Call. Answering the Call. Wow. That that is fantastic. Um, this is some information that uh, veterans need to be listening to, and get involved because you know once we take off our uniforms and we retire, um, you know we still have a, a place and a, a duty and a responsibility to the country. Uh, you know your your veteran heart never dies. You know until it stops beating. So uh, there there are many callings and many uh, walks of things you can do. And you know and and one of the major you know major important messages here too is that um, if you are a woman and you're interested in politics, uh, now's the time to jump up and get on that ship because uh, things are changing in the country, um, as um, was noted uh, before. You know that. Um, uh, you know, you have an, a panelist right now, Jada, who actually has taken that step and has been successful in uh, making that transition into a political life. Thank you for listening to America's Heroes Group podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss an episode. And for more details, visit americashg.org.